The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. There are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses. It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi Portfolio Managers. Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Welcome, my friends, to the long weekend. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio. It's a show about money. It's a show that Jack and I put together each and every week just for you to make sure that, well, you have enough to go around. That's what it's all about. We don't want to outlive our money. And so we have to stay on plan, uh, which means for those who can, you have to keep going to work and you got to keep managing your spending so you have some money to put aside. And yes, bear markets come and bear markets go and we're in the middle of a bear market. And it's a nasty bear market, I must add, but we must continue to remain on plan. This is not the time to stop with your plan. Uh, Continue, my good friends, and in time you'll be well rewarded. Uh, how much time? Anyone's guess. Uh, and as such, Jack and I lean out and reach out to the smart men that we can find and uh, who help us along the way uh, to help us lay a path, a course of direction, uh, help us uh, recalibrate perhaps our compass every now and then. Uh, Mr. Martin Roberge, he is our North American quant strategist, uh, frequently on Hi-Fi Radio uh, for a very, very analytic perspective on the markets. Uh, my good friends, before we get going, I suggest you get yourself a cup of coffee and uh, turn the radio up, uh, pay attention. Uh, it could be very, very fruitful for you. Martin, thank you very much for joining us today on Hi-Fi Radio. Thank you. It's uh, my pleasure to be on the show. Uh, so, Martin, uh, as you read the tea leaves, more importantly, look at the data. Um, here we are in the month of May, and as they say on Wall Street, uh, probably for over 100 years, uh, you buy when it snows, you sell when it goes. Uh, sell in May, go away. It's a long weekend. I don't know how many of us have gone away, but uh, I did notice that the speculators in the market, um, those who are trading with margin, with excess capital, with borrowed money, um, have reduced those purchases. We knew and we know there were margin calls people who got calls from the bank saying, hey, uh, pay up or get out, and that's what caused the market to sell off. Markets had a nice bounce, but we're also seeing that margin uh, activity has greatly uh, remained subdued. Uh, speak to that if you can. Yeah, this is, uh, this is one gauge of, uh, of market sentiment that we, we use to, to, to monitor, that we monitor, because it is historically when you look at the ups and downs, uh, peaks and bottoms of the equity market, it follows pretty much the uh, the level of leverage. And you will see leverage extremely high at around market peaks because people are taking um, more uh, more credit, more loans, borrowing more to, uh, to invest in the market uh, as sentiment is positive. And, and you see the opposite, the exact opposite that uh, at around market bottoms where where leverage is is, is lower uh, because uh, come like people or investors have been facing market uh, uh, margins calls and uh, hence reducing their their participation in the market. So so the good news is uh, if you look at uh, the recent readings is uh, the um, the market leverage uh, peaked out almost 
at the peak of the market in uh, in February, around 150 billion in in total in the U.S. And now we're uh, we're down to about 32 billion um, at the last data point. So you, when looking looking back historically at key uh, key market bottoms in um, 2016, when we had this uh, oil sell-off, or in 2011, when we had the uh, uh, European uh, debt scare and the uh, the great crisis. Um, so we, we had an, a negative leverage. So net speculative positions were negative. So people betting on, on the falling market. And, and I, as I just explained, uh, leverage positions are a contrarian indicator. So the good news is that if we see this uh, market drifting uh, for another week or two, if not three, uh, you will see a lot of long positions that will be liquidated. So, so eventually we're, we're going to see like uh, uh, speculative positions t- turning from positive, like 32 billion or something, as, as I just said, to uh, something maybe like around minus 10, minus 15. And this will be probably confirming that the, the market is, is going through another interim bottom. And that will obviously be a better, uh, provide a better entry point to investors. Um, yeah, timing the market, my good friends, and Martin Roberge, as we all know, is a very, very challenging feat. Yet we continue to be intrigued by it. And, uh, well, we try to call it. Uh, it's just part of the process. Uh, again, long-term investors, uh, stay the course with your asset mix, uh, new cash, speculative cash, cash at the margin. That's where timing the market becomes, well, uh, part of the mad money process. You are listening to Hi-Fi Radio, Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. Jack Hartle in for the cause. I am Wolfgang Klein, host of the show, and we have Martin Roberge on with us uh, for a good part of the show. He is our chief North American quantitative strategist. Um, He looks at a lot of different forces and factors at play to help us with a guide looking forward. Please stay tuned, fill up your coffee. More show right after this. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Make sure I gave 30 seconds of the song to you. And as such, we have to pay credit to the band. Uh, Martin Roberge is on the line. He is our chief North American strategist. Jack Hartle, my partner in your success. Of course, joining us each and every Saturday morning to help you have more money. Good morning to you and good morning, Martin. Good morning. And thanks for playing I'm playing one of my uh, band's favorite, uh, favorite songs. So uh, uh, I... I grew up with Supertramp, and uh, I remember drawing uh, drawing on my desk like the, the Supertramp logo, or 
and with the uh, little big S U P and uh, and that uh, along with other uh, uh, like Journey Saga, uh, those uh, are the groups that would. Queen, uh, did you see Queen in Montreal? Uh, no, I couldn't. Uh, There's two yeah. bands. Two bands I missed. I missed seeing. Uh, one is Queen. And two is Supertramp, and apparently they played they played an amazing show at the C and E. Gee whiz, that would have been in the mid '80s. Uh, a show to be seen on a hot summer day. And I say that because, of course, this year the C and E will not be taking place. It uh, it's as part of Toronto Heritage, and it it, it weighs on me, uh, Martin. And uh, as such, yes, I'm feeling like I'm part of the furniture, um, and I feel I just feel. My emotions taking hold here that uh, we are taking the long way home to normalcy with COVID-19. Uh, the data is not promising. We're seeing more charts. And again, you are, you're, you're drawn charts when you're a young man playing with the Supertramp logo. Now, of course, you look at uh, charts of gold and charts of currency and interest rates and the likes. But uh, V-shaped recovery has been spoken about uh, about this market coming down and coming right back up. Uh, L-shaped recovery is what's sort of stuck in my brain right now. It's, it's hard for me, even, Martin, and I'm a pretty practical guy, uh, seasoned uh, to a few bear markets in my career, but uh, it feels like an L-shaped recovery to me. Uh, the, the World Health Organization saying to us that perhaps COVID-19 is here with us for a long, long time. The market's telling us something different. So, again, please, Martin, speak to my paranoia and, 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 and the bit of science data that I've learned about COVID-19 and what the market's telling us. Well, you know, uh, Wolfgang, this is, this is not unusual. If you exclude the, uh, the, uh, the tech bubble burst uh, and the, 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 market, the bear market in two, starting in 2001 till 2003, I believe, early 2003, uh, if you look at other... Uh, recession-driven bear markets, the market has always uh, like recovered way, way, way faster than than the jobs market or the overall GDP. So this is not unusual. Um, uh, what would be unusual is to uh, to continue um, uh, rising at this at this recent pace while we 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 are aware that the GDP tra- trajectory will not uh, look like the ones we've seen post the 08 crisis, post the uh, 02 tech bubble burst, uh, or even post the 1991 recession, which was more technical in nature. So this one will look more like a, a Nike uh, swoosh, uh, <laughs> in, my, in my view. And uh, this means that the earnings recovery will be um, uh, uh, way, way slower than what we would see usually um, at the onset of, of an economic recovery. And one of the reasons is because the consumer, uh, the consumer is not acting as a stabilizer. Um, consumption is being impaired because of social distancing and those constraints. So it's going to be a very slow move uh, and another probably two to three years for earnings and GDP to get to where it was before the crisis. But that doesn't mean, again, that the market cannot deliver um, uh, some strong returns in, in some specific areas of the market. 
But one thing is for sure, um, the price correction, like the bear market when it comes to the price correction, I, I think we've seen probably most of the downside when we, we went all the way down to, uh, to the March lows. Uh, but the bear market in time is probably not completed. So if we assume that we are stuck in a range for a little while, um, that requires um, some skills. There are certainly some stock selection skills or sector selection skills from investment advisors, because if, if there's something we can certainly acknowledge from this, uh, this, uh, this market over the last few months, there have been some winners, but there, there have been some losers, but some winners as well. We just have to make sure that we are in the right, right sectors and, and right stocks and, and right asset classes. Well, uh, Martin Roberge, you bring up a very, very good point. Um, stock selection by investment advisors. So folks at home, what you all need is a good advisor. And that good advisor would have people like Martin Roberge on his team to help make good selections on your behalf. Don't you want your physician to make proper selections for you on your behalf? That's what we do. We are money doctors. Uh, good morning to you, Jack. We're going to throw it back to you when we get back. Line up your best shots for our good friend, Martin Roberge, who is our chief North American quantitative strategist. He helps Jack and I each and every day manage money for people just like you. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio. It's on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. Good morning to you. If you're just joining us, uh, it's a show about money. It's a show for you. Martin Roberge is here to help you, as is Jack, as am I. I'm Wolfgang Klein. You stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Come gather round people wherever you roam And admit that the waters around you have grown And accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone If your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone Or the times they are changing Oh, changing, and we're adjusting, and that's what we have to do. I'm Wolfgang Klein, host of Hi-Fi Radio here on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. And if you're missing part of the show, you can always uh, circle back to us, uh, pick up a podcast, and share it with your friends. Uh, yes, it's timeless as is Bobby Dillon, uh, as is Martin Roberge. He's our chief North American strategist, and uh, he helps us, Jack and I, manage people's money. And uh, part of the process is the details, and that gets into selection of securities, stock selection specifically. Uh, so, uh, Jack, uh, let's, let's speak with Martin about stock selection. Of course, you and I have had an overweight position in the U.S. market, and you and I have held an overweight position in technology. We have, and we've also had an overweight, I would say, position relative to most Canadians in, uh, in healthcare, too, because in Canada, you have, obviously, the, the cannabis sector is basically our healthcare sector. We have uh, more dynamic companies down in the U.S. that, uh, that, we, uh, that we invest in. Um, insulin is one of them, uh, and it's done very well for us. But to my question to Martin, would be uh, over since 2008, there was a massive shift into passive investing. So index investing, basically buying every stock in various indexes, depending on what your objectives were. Uh, before the uh, the break, you talked about stock selection. So what sectors uh, do you think you can add value to right now? And which sectors would you avoid in the, in the current environment? 
Yeah, if I can start from 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 the top, like there are three themes that will be playing out over the next year or, or two. Uh, one is is the is the large over the small uh, cap stocks. We we know that uh, small cap companies uh, have a, will have a, a tougher times to get financing, and and large companies uh, is is kind of the opposite. They're getting uh, easier access to credit. So I, I still believe that this large over small cap cycle will will persist. The second one is we know that interest rates will remain low. Uh, Jay Powell said yesterday that. Uh, we have at least like another year of, of low interest rates, and we, he, he will not do anything with, with the, the, the Fed policy rates until the labor market uh, rebalances. So that means that as long as rates stay low, the, the value sectors of the market will continue, like financials, will continue to struggle. struggle. So in a portfolio, growth is, is preferred over, over value. And then, as I said earlier, um, the, the social distancing is such that consumer-related sectors will, strug- will struggle more than the manufacturing-related sectors. And we all know that the next round of fiscal stimulus will, re- will likely focus on infrastructure spending because this is where the economic multiplier effect is, is the greatest. So when you look at these three uh, uh, sectors or three, sorry, three themes together, um, I certainly, well, obviously, like the growth over value, whether you're, you're in tech or healthcare, like I'm going to go with healthcare because everyone is, is focusing on, uh, on tech for now, but healthcare uh, companies are extremely well positioned to, uh, to continue outperforming the market because their earnings is, are not very sensitive to the economy, as, as you know. Um, the, the, the manufacturing over consumer, as I just said, if we believe that the next round of stimulus will be infrastructure. Like I want to be in some of the industrial names, especially the manufacturing equipment uh, names. And then lastly, uh, if I believe that, again, manufacturing will, will come out uh, faster than consumers, I just want to have a basket of maybe resource companies. And there are ETFs that you can play or specific companies, but these companies have been, uh, uh, some have been, Doing extremely well on the uh, on the precious metals, uh, and some less so on on the uh, on the base metals or intra- industrial industrial metals. And since uh, uh, China is one one of the first country that entered this this uh, slowdown or this uh, this COVID nineteen uh, COVID nineteen crisis, it will be the first to come out. So I want to have some exposure um, to China the fundamentals. And again, industrial metals metals are an area you can you can certainly play. So you mentioned that you like healthcare, Markham, and I saw in your most recent report you're talking about biotech companies. Obviously, uh, with all the testing and treating and, and tracing uh, of COVID, um, there's going to be uh, significant development there. But uh, in terms of valuation, are you concerned about the valuation of some of these healthcare names? Maybe they're getting a bit ahead of themselves. Uh, they they are a bit, but don't forget that I, I look at the valuations uh, relative to the other sectors of the market, and they started to move this year from such a low valuation base base relative to other sectors that the valuations are only back to the historical average versus the market. So uh, don't forget that other areas of the market even though prices have come down, earnings have come down faster, so valuations 
have become more become more expensive. So in relative terms, I think that uh, they're they're just fine. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. If you just joined us, uh, we have Martin Reberge on the line. He's our chief North American quant strategist. Uh, very big mind, looks at the macro, the big picture, but he also turns that upside down and looks at some of the micro bottom-up aspects of the market. And we're talking stock selection right now. And we're going to go to break and come back with Martin Reberge for one more interview. Uh, please stay tuned to Hi-Fi Radio. Listen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. That's going around the noise, the headlines. Um, I am Wolfgang Klein. Good morning to you. It's a show about money. It's a show that Jack Hartle and I put together each and every week just for you to help give you an edge in life when it comes to money. It's a big topic. It's an important one. And, well, we know at times like this how important money is. And uh, there's help out there for those who are struggling. Um, Seek it. There's lots of it. Uh, I feel for individuals who have lost their jobs and uh, the unemployment rate continues to move higher. And the stock market uh, is giving us slightly different signals and uh, so much coming at us. And as such, we have to lean on some experts to help us with it all. And that's Martin Reberge. Uh, Martin, um, in our last break, you touched on gold, uh, you touched on interest rates, and you touched on growth stocks and resource stocks. Um, I want to speak about interest rates to begin with. <clears throat> with so much stimulus coming at the marketplace, uh, our chief strategist in the United States, Tony Dwyer, says ultimately it's going to be inflationary. Yes, inflationary as we continue in this near deflationary spiral. Uh, low interest rates until labor markets kick back into gear seems to be throwing some cold water on inflation uh, because the labor markets, I believe, are going to be mired in a long slow recovery and you've you've alluded to that with the gdp report the forecast that you have that's going to take a long time for gdp to get back to where it once was so give us a timeline when do you think we see inflation as uh, the banks today for example are actually and today is thursday we're recording the show banks are showing some promise in the marketplace so when do you see inflation and when do you see employment getting near a position it was prior to the crises? Well, you know that there will be short-term inflation as, uh, as the economy um, rebounds and reaccelerates, obviously from a, a low point, but there will be um, companies, certainly those uh, companies um, importing goods uh, and prime, uh, uh, secondary and and uh, secondary goods for 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 assembly, and th- those manufacturers will be paying up whatever is needed to get their their products to uh, to assemble, and then then get to their 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 the, the, the final product that they sell to their their customers. So so there will be pressure on on parts uh, components for for those uh, 
manufacturers that are um, heavily importing from foreign countries. See, see where, where I see Martin, where Martin, where I see inflation is airlines. If we get back to comfortably flying, which I think is going to be a long time coming, uh, there will be, I believe, less seats, less planes, lots of fixed costs, and as such, higher prices. When restaurants reopen with due seating capacity, I see inflation. They have to pass on the cost to the consumers. So I see inflation in those most struggle parts of the economy that when they get back to work, they will have to pass on those yes. costs. Uh, those, so that, 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 I think, is quite clear. Uh, those are service so inflation, okay? Those are ser- service inflation. Uh, the, the, the wage and infl- the service and goods, it's about 60% of, of the consumption basket. The, the wage portion of the overall inflation picture is 40. So, so the 40% of, of wage inflation will, well, we're not going to see wage inflation for a while. So that will offset some of the increase in, in good and service inflation. So net net, we are going to see probably some inflation, but it's inflation within a long term downtrend uh, that uh, that we've been seeing for 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 years. So there will be, and the point I want to make is that there will be a point where we have an an increase in inflation expectations, and actually we are going through through this phase. And but inflation expectations alone will not be enough to get rates much higher unless we have the WHO, World Health Organization, announcing that the uh, the virus has, has been contained globally, exactly like we saw in 2003 uh, following the SARS episode. So so inflation might be getting going lower in ter- uh, higher in terms of expectations, but it will not necess- necessarily translate into higher rates unless we find a vaccine. You know, my wife just reminded me uh, that SARS killed, I believe, 400 people in Toronto. Uh, this, I don't believe, is SARS. Uh, the science is now leaning towards the Spanish flu pandemic, which had the second wave. And that's, I think, what the market is also digesting yeah. right here, right now. Yeah. Uh, a lot of c- countervailing forces. What's your guess? Uh, when do you think we get back to position of normalcy? And, then, and, and equally important, with the rhetoric going on with the administration in America and an upcoming election and China on the table, how do we get through all of that, Martin? It's, it's difficult. Like, your opinion is probably as good as mine. Uh, but it, 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 there's so much that is depending on whether or not we are able to get a, a medical treatment or vaccine. Like if you look at what's been said by experts, like best case scenario is that this is a 2021 story. And then even if we have a, a vaccine, we don't know about the efficacy of the vaccine. So, so some people will be reluctant to, to get that vaccine. So, so it's, it's going to be at least a, a full two years of, of struggle, a struggle before we get to that normal normal normalcy that you're you've been referring to so uh, that's why we have to be patient when it comes to our investments and and you said about like uh, uh, talked about like the low rate environment and maybe also the risk of of a surge in bond yields down the road Uh, why not look at different asset classes why not take a look at a preferred 
preferred shares uh, that are doing normally well in a rising rate environment. Uh, I think it's time that today and over the next couple of weeks that we sit down and look at all the asset classes, all the investment tools that are available that could do well in a rising rate environment if we we want to hedge against that that scenario. And uh, and also, as I said before, sit down and look maybe at, at getting less passive when it comes to, to investing and, and making more like stock selection moves and sector selection moves as opposed to j- just buying a market ETF. Well, that's exactly what Jack and I do. We are, we are not passive investors. We are tactical, active investors. And for, for the most part, we own common shares directly. And we overweight sectors and we underweight sectors. And we spend a lot of time with you, Martin Reberge, our chief North American strategist. Uh, I want to wish you a great uh, – is it a long weekend in Quebec? Is this a national yeah. or provincial law? It is a long weekend. It's a, it's a, it's a long weekend here as well. Okay, congratulations. Enjoy the long weekend. If it's, I don't know if it's going to feel like one for Jack and I, but uh, nonetheless, let's do our best to celebrate uh, the May 24 long weekend. You have yourself a good one. Uh, please stay tuned. It is COVID-19 special here on Hi Fire Radio, and the criminals continue to uh, commit crimes. Uh, we are going to have David Milosevic on. He is a fraud lawyer helping you protect your money. Stay tuned. Making money is the best. So how do you make more money? Come on back after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I love that song. That's a little clash. Music makes it feel just so much better. I don't care what it is. It just Everything is just a little better with some music, and that's why we call the show Hi-Fi Radio. First and foremost, it's about high finance. The world of finance is complicated. We try to simplify it for you. Uh, that is Jack and I, Jack Hartle, my partner, and of course... A little bit of music, just the fidelity part of the show. Um, but the crime continues, my good friends. Um, and boy, they are smart, 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 savvy criminals. I'll tell you, if you want to reduce those uh, air duct cleaning calls at home, uh, get rid of your regular telephone line and go to Magic Jack. It somehow gets off those automatic dining lists. Uh, we went Magic Jack, we're saving some money, and we're getting less duct cleaning calls. That's a good thing. Uh, but of course, we have uh, handheld devices, and uh, we get these odd texts from our banks and even from Netflix. So we have to be vigilant, and we have to be very, very vigilant. And as soon as your little inner tells you that, hmm, something is fishy, and if you perhaps took one step too far, seek guidance, seek help. Uh, that's what Jack and I do all the time. We seek help. Uh, we're joined right now by uh, David Milosevic. He's been on the show before. He is a fraud lawyer with Milosevic and Fisk. Uh, David, I want to thank you very much for joining us on Hi-Fi Radio, helping listeners protect their money from the bad guys. Uh, So what's the theme during COVID-19? What are those bad guys up to uh, to help fraud us of our hard-earned money? Hi, Wolf. Uh, Thanks for having me again. 
Well, uh, COVID has provided a great hook uh, for fraudsters. And what we're seeing are the same types of frauds that we've generally seen, but now with the hook of COVID. So, for example, you just mentioned the air duct cleaning services. We've all received those calls. They're irritating. They're nonstop. Now, the hook with those calls is they're going to call you, but they're going to tell you that they have special air filters that will filter out COVID viruses. Oh, that's right. That's right. So these fraudsters are very adaptive. They'll take whatever is going on that they think that they can get a hook into people with, and they'll use that for the same types of scams. Give us another one, David. So there have been a lot going on right now. Uh, uh, Charities are a very popular one, so they'll call and they'll say that they're calling on behalf of the Red Cross and that they have masks for you if you give a donation. Uh, They have a lot of government ones now where they're going to call and they're going to tell you that they're calling on behalf of the public health agency and they are going to tell you that you tested positive for COVID and you need to confirm who you are with your health card and a credit card number, and they'll send you a prescription free from the government. Um, what is the underlying theme? Ultimately, what do they want? What do they need from you to cause you damage? Excellent question. And this is where uh, your listeners can really stop a fraud in its track. If you are called solicited by anyone, and they ask you for personal information, your social insurance number, and in particular, a credit card. No matter how they ask, if someone reaches out to you, you didn't reach out for a service through a known website, but someone has reached out to you and is offering you something. And these days, most likely, it's going to be using a hook of COVID. If they're offering you something, but in exchange, you need to provide a credit card number, most likely, there's a scam of some sort involved. They need that number. Isn't that interesting? I support a number of charities. Um, it, it is oh so important, and I've actually uh, upped my charitable donations. I tend to make my charitable donations towards the end of the year, part of my tax planning, as part of Christmas to me. But uh, I had to preempt that with COVID. I said, no, it's time to make some donations in April and in May, and I'm going to continue to do that. Uh, but the charities that I support send me emails. But I know them, and I know that email is reputable, and uh, I therefore will follow through. Uh, Am I doing anything wrong? Could I still be fished, quote-unquote, into by uh, some dubious characters? You could, because some of those lists for charities are sold uh, by the charities, so most people won't do this. You can do a bit of a deep dive into your agreement with the charity and see whether they're going to keep your... Uh, contact information private. A lot of them do sell it on, even the reputable charities. Uh, So you do want to check that. If they have sold it on, then someone can imitate the charity, send you an email, and ask for your contribution that way. So I would tell your listeners, go through the usual channels you have used. Do not click on any emails or on any texts that have attachments asking you to enter information. Just avoid that. that if you want to give to very, your charity, it's a very helpful, David. Uh, you listen to Hi-Fi Radio, my good friends, a show about money. Jack and I are here to help you protect your money, grow your money, manage your money, and protection is key, key, key to it all. David Milosevic, a fraud lawyer. Uh, Jack did a very fine job teeing up this interview. Uh, Jack, uh, again, you're a very um, uh, astute, 
astute and what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you're very sharp. It's um, pretty hard to pull the wool over your eyes. Um, when, when we come back at a break here, I want you to um, speak to David about your biggest concerns, ways that someone could perhaps dupe you, because if they could dupe you, I think they could dupe anyone. Again, my good friends, it's a show about money. It's a show for you. It's called Hi-Fi Radio. It's a pleasure to be your host each and every Saturday morning right here on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. More show right after this. Stay with us. There's more shows still to come. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back, my good friends. Hope you're feeling well. It is the long weekend, after all. It was like a, a little uh, stride into your step, or a step into your stride, or, well, may you dance, and may you always be able to dance, my good friends. Uh, welcome back. Uh, David Milosevic is on the line. He is a fraud lawyer. Uh, again, Jack and I are here to help protect you so that you can grow your wealth and not give it away to a fraudster. And if you're going to support a charity, go through the regular channels. Any charity that you support, go directly to their website and make your contribution there. Don't follow any links on your phone, according to David. Very good advice. Um, Jack, again, this is your guest. You teed up, David. I want to thank you, Jack, for doing that. You're always a big help to the partnership that you and I have. Thanks, Wolf. I wanted to ask David, um, you know, with the with COVID-19, we talked about uh, how things are evolving with the virus, but I think also things are evolving um, with the scans. These, these fraudsters are very deceptive and they're very sharp as well. Um, so how are you seeing uh, their tactics sort of change? And uh, can you speak to that? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, Jack. So the initial frauds were uh, basic. They were tech scams uh, here we're going to offer you some free masks if you respond to this text and give us your credit card m- number so we can ship it to you. So basic scams. They've gotten more sophisticated now. So we see them first usually emerge in the U.S. and then they come here. So what's emerging in the U.S. are scams related to jobs. So there's one that's going on right now where people are being sent an email that Amazon is looking for people to work from home to fulfill orders and whatnot. And if you provide your personal information, your SIN, your bank account information, they'll set you up as an Amazon work from home employee. They're scams, they don't exist, and they take your money. And so that one, they've gotten more sophisticated. You'll have ones that look like Government of Canada websites, emails sent from them telling you you've received a benefits check. And the only thing you need to do is provide your banking information. They'll deposit the check for you. They steal that banking information to access your accounts. Uh, so they've gotten more sophisticated now. So in both those examples, they're asking for the personal information that you're talking about. They're asking for banking information that no one typically would ask you for, or they're asking you for their, your social insurance number. So I guess the points that you made at the previous segment still stick. You know, you don't want to obviously providing your personal information over uh, to someone that uh, that is reaching out to you directly. Um, That's right. The question I have for you, uh, David, just, you know, people always think it's going to happen to someone else. Someone else is maybe more vulnerable. Like I said, these fraudsters are very sharp. They are criminals and they're good at what they do. What resources do Canadians have and websites that they can, um, you know, stay up to date on um, where these fraudsters are, are at with their schemes? You know, I think if your listeners just did one thing, 
is if they went to the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre website, it's a department run with the RCMP, the Government of Canada, it's the, it, you just type it into Google, Anti-Fraud Centre, and there the government has listed all the scams from A to Z. So they have every type of scam, you can click it, uh, you have uh, the numbers of scams that people have reported, where, in what areas, and if someone just is offered something and they have a suspicion before they send their money, check it out. And that's probably the best place to start. David, that's, that's amazing advice. Um, David, if you have been scammed, if you gave out your SIN number and your credit card and your bank information, and all of a sudden you're seeing uh, debits on the credit card and money out of your bank account, what can an individual do? Okay, well, the most important thing is to act quickly. So most people with their uh, bank uh, account opening documents, when you open your uh, bank account, you signed a contract with the bank. Most people don't re- read that contract. But that contract with all the major banks in Canada provides that if there's an error on your statement, you need to report it within 30 days to the bank. Otherwise, you've basically waived your right to do anything about it. It's going to be your loss. So check your statements carefully. Get in touch with the bank right away. And so the first thing to do, get in touch with the bank, report it. Uh, If you've made a payment, uh, call the bank, stop the payment. And that way, the risk is transferred from you to the bank. The bank has to act on your instructions. If they don't, the bank could be liable. So you want to make sure you report it to the bank quickly. But again, if uh, you gave out your bank information and a fraudster took money out and then you report to the bank on a go-forward basis, I can see the bank being liable. But up until the point of notification to the bank, who is liable, David? Well, again, if if it's 30 days from the date that you made the mistake or paid the fraudster and you notify the bank, you may have recourse with the bank. And I say may, because in a lot of circumstances, the bank is going to respond, well, you willingly provided this information. There was nothing about the information that should have put us as the bank on notice that you were doing something you shouldn't have done. We can't babysit you. So in those cases, it'll be your responsibility. If there was something unusual about the transaction, the bank didn't catch it, you reported it within the 30 days, the bank may have to absorb that loss. It's going to be, depends on the facts, but... Uh, really, you don't want to be in that position in the first place. Do not give out your personal information to anyone who solicits. Uh, David, uh, again, are, are you busy right now? Because Jack and I spoke with a, a divorce lawyer uh, last week or the week prior, and the phone has been ringing off the hook. Uh, what about you? Is, is, is the phone ringing off the hook? It's, uh, I think we're facing uh, an absolute flood uh, of litigation as a result of COVID uh, in every pretty much every area of law. Um, so we, we've we never been uh, this busy. We can't handle the volume of what's coming in right now um, because there's just so much litigation emerging from this, and there will be for the next few years. Wow. Wow, wow. Uh, David, you opened my eyes. I can't thank you enough. I am going to check out the anti-fraud uh, website uh, from the government of Canada to try to learn more about the different types of scams. Uh, we're going to bring you back on air in a few months so you can keep us up to speed on what we need to do and look out for. But do not give out your social insurance number or credit card number or banking information vis-a-vis text or email. Go direct to any source, be it a job, 
or a uh, financial uh, conduit, go direct to source. Do not do it via text or email. You open yourself up to risk. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us on Hi-Fi Radio. Jack, as always, a great job. Uh, David Milosevic, uh, fraud lawyer, outstanding uh, performance today. I want to wish you all a great long weekend. Be safe, be well. Speak to you next Saturday. Listening to Hi Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle, portfolio managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any money questions you need answered, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi Fi Radio, for the love of money. We'll see you next week. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.